0: Hello, what's up, what's up? Welcome to episode 60 of Space Talk. Hope you're all doing well today. Happy to see you guys here in the chat or in in my listeners section. Um, I am really excited to have, um, hopefully, most of you come on here to chat a little bit today. So to sort of celebrate episode 60, uh, as I'm very, very shocked that we've had this many episodes already, um, just on space talk. We haven't started that long ago. We actually just launched this podcast in December. Um, so just want to take a moment to just say like, thanks so much all of you for, for being on here, for joining space talk, for bringing some of your own just thoughts and your own knowledge and your own, um, yeah, your own flavor to, to the show. Uh, so specifically, that's why I wanted to have today be an open conversation because I wanted to chat with you guys, get to know some of you who are on here. Um, and then also this would, I think, help in a way um, for the show to grow and have d- new topics, new discussions, new things to sort of explore, because then I can actually, you know, kind of base it off of uh, your guys' interests and what you're into. Uh, although I'm uh, it's pretty straightforward that you guys are into space. So anyway, um, hello, if you guys want to go ahead and leave any comments in the chat, feel free to do that. What's up, Lauren 60. That's awesome. Yes. Everyone I see here, Joshua, Nicholas, Scott, Evelyn, Kate, Hector, Mario, Brenda, Zeke, Nelson, plus one other. I always love that little plus one other, um, cause it, I never know who it is. <laughs> it always can be quite a mystery, but I know that it is a friend of ours who is tuning in from a web browser. So I'm just hanging out here, uh, with my cat. She, uh, as soon as she sees the headphone set go on, she right away just curls up into a, the most adorable little fluffy ball on her cat bed. And we'll just sit there and chill until, until the episode's over. Um, so nice to have her company. If anyone here is a fellow cat owner, uh, give me a what's up in the chat and say, that's me. Um, and then maybe share one little fun fact about your, your furry friend. Um, for mine, she is a, very very cuddly uh i have my previous cat um he never wanted to cuddle and her uh she she never wants to be more than two feet away from me it's like the cutest thing ever Um uh, cat owner hector yes uh picnic wow 60 thanks awesome um groovy geologist congratulations that's really cool thank you by the way um that i can see in the chat you guys have your own usernames you created Whereas in the listeners, it just has your first name. So I just want to say that's pretty cool. And I love the name Groovy Geologist. Um, So let's kind of just jump into it. If anyone wants to go ahead and join the call and say what's up, you can go ahead and do that now. I made the calls open to everyone. So if you wanted to join, definitely do that. In the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and share this on Twitter and hopefully uh, have some people join us. All right. I see we've got a caller. Awesome. Awesome. Nicholas, what is up? Nicholas, you are on the mic. Just go ahead and tap that unmute button, please.
1: Oh, there we are. Well, congratulations on six feet. I have not uh, been a part of most of them, but obviously you've been a part of all of them. And uh, <laughs> yes. Thank amazing. you so much.
0: <laughs> <Congratulations>. <laughs> thank um, you.
1: If you feel so disposed, you might not want to head in this direction, but if you feel so disposed uh, to talk about uh, kind of mental health. I'm inspired because a friend of mine who has spent some time in Austin has pursued a show business career, not in science communication, but he's pursued a show business career um, and he's spent some time in Austin. I was inspired to head down the route of talking about if you wanted to add anything and just talk a little bit about him because he's been pretty open about his struggles as kind of show business public figure is that like something that is like a little too heavy right now or would you want to
0: yeah i'd be i'd be totally happy to talk about that a little bit um i and also your friend is in austin i'd love to to maybe meet up with them he lives in
1: dallas now to be near okay but uh he traveled to austin the last time i spoke with him on the phone so he's there uh all the time i guess
0: wow Uh, yeah. Did you did you want to share a little bit about his story or do you prefer to sort of sure. just keep up? OK.
1: Yeah. Um, so, I mean, one thing is like a lot of in the sciences, people think about being intelligent all the time, how wonderful that is. And he hasn't had the science communication bug or he didn't, you know, go off to college wanting to do science. But he happened to score very well in standardized tests. Mm-hmm. And so he, he got a sp- perfect score on his SATs. And, um, it was something where he wanted to have show business success on stage, primarily as a comedian. I think that's his sort of number one goal yeah. is to make people laugh, uh, allow people to have a good time through, you know, whatever, uh, ways he can joke it. You know, he, he could always learn more science to make science jokes, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, um, you know, he's had struggles and he's tried to help me with my struggles, and then at a certain point, he sort of realized his struggles were maybe as great or maybe more kind of a perspective than my struggles in the mental health arena. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's been an interesting time for both of us. And definitely I've not scored um, perfect on uh, certainly not the SAT scores were not perfect. Um, and so it's been wild while to uh, just sort of have that so, sort of he. I look up to him in this interesting way and he's much more successful in show business as me, but then sort of, he looked up to me in a different way because I was maybe more open about mental health issues. And he was like, Oh, well, you know, I don't think I have as much difficulties as you. And then he's like, mm-hmm. well, maybe I do. Maybe I actually have more difficulties than you. And uh, would kind of reoriented ourselves in terms of how we talked about uh, well-being, and uh, fitting in, in the world as uh, as we move through life together. I've known him a little over uh, 10 years, to be clear. Oh,
0: wow. Um, oh, so, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah.
1: I just thought if you wanted to, you know, that's just sort of my personal story that's not really connected so much with your show, but you're a public figure. I love it. Other yeah. show business things that are outside of science communication. So, like, I just want to leave it open for you to sort of, uh, if you've ever tried to be a comedian uh, in particular on a sustained basis, that would be interesting to hear. But it's OK if you don't. Yeah. Whatever you want to talk about in terms of your uh, you and him are much more show business oriented than myself from my perspective. And so I am was interested to hear from you about how that impacts your mental health, mental well-being. And if, if you want to go down that road in whatever way.
0: For sure. Yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you for, for sharing that. Um, I think that this is something that probably has been sort of ignored for so long because it was, I think, just treated throughout society as like, if you are feeling sad, then, you know, like it, that makes you slack in work. It makes you slack in family life and personal life relationships. And so it was always frowned down upon. Um, I think for a long time. So. I even respect that you came on here. and was like, do you even want to talk about that? Cause you don't have to. Um And I, I think it is something really important to talk about. Um So just want to say thank you for, for, for bringing that up. Um, regarding the differences between you and your friend that you were mentioning, I think that that just shows the complexity of all of us Um, that it's really hard to sort of like pinpoint, you know, what's like, you know, what works for someone may not work for someone else. This is even applicable to like physical health, right? Like even like we've all probably tried different diets and like, we all have different bodies, different type of like biomes and chemistry. And like, uh, so it's always going to kind of be variable. And I think it's the same thing with mental health. Um, I think that when we feel different emotions, um, that might be very different for one person versus another, such as missing a bus. You know, someone might take it like really hard and they might be really, really upset. And then another person's like, oh, it's fine. I know there's another one coming. And that just, I think, kind of shows how, um, yeah, just beautifully complex all people are. So that all that being said, that's like my first thing I, I just kind of thought about while you were mentioning how you and your friend are are different when it comes to uh, careers. And Um, as far as to, you were saying that, well, I think you have more struggles than I do. I think, you know, and you both were saying it to each other. It's like, I've had very similar conversations too with some of my closest friends in my life where I'm like, oh man, like you're going through so much. And they're like, well, so are you. But yeah, basically I think if we just sort of understand that we all have different paths and that's uh probably a very beautiful thing. Um so I I never considered going into comedy. Uh I I that's not something I I'm, I'm so much so much interested in. Uh I because of in college we had an open mic night one night and you could basically go up there and kind of do whatever you want and I went up there and um I was like really into kind of like music music major at the time. Like I wasn't a music major, but I was considering it. Really, really loved uh music and I, I met a bunch of friends who were music majors and so I was like, I'm gonna go up there, I'm gonna like sing a song and then I decided to try to rap and it was just so terrible. And so um I, I then was like maybe I should try to like, you know, do a, a stand up skit of some sort. And it just felt so uh, unnatural for me. So that's something I just probably would would never want to do. But I really respect those who do it because it takes, I think, a certain level of um, comfort in one's own skin and uh, vulnerableness too. Like you have to kind of be open because sometimes, you know, talking about uh, your own things uh, or your own life can actually be used i think a lot of times for for comedians as material to to, to joke about things um and i, I really yeah, got sorry. into what
1: i'm sorry to interrupt but definitely okay. yes, he, yeah, he does um very much uh, he's one of those comedians who i think talks about his own um life more than most that i've kind of experienced i mean it's becoming more common but uh, yeah that. have you
0: ever watched the show marvelous mrs mazel
1: Gosh, you know, it sounds familiar. I'm definitely not very familiar with it. Okay.
0: If anyone has watched it, leave a comment. I'd be so curious to to hear that. Um, but it's, it's a show about a standup comedian, um, in the forties, 1940s in New York. And she is, um, she's a woman. So it was really wow. like strange at the time. Um, and, and on top of that, she's a Jewish woman too. So her family is like extremely strict and she marries a Catholic and it's just like the craziest wow. story. Um, and basically she becomes a standup comedian and it, and I, that's why I mentioned that I was like, Oh, I think uh, a lot of the material that's usually used is about oneself at first. Um, so I thought that was interesting also I'm going to try something a little bit different right now and I see we've got a couple more callers and I'm curious if they are uh wanted to like talk about what you and I are talking about Nicholas I think it'd be really cool to sort of have a group discussion okay. so
1: okay uh, if either of them uh want to jump in and talk yeah about show business or whatever else uh mental health yeah Lauren I'm or gonna... whoever else
0: okay I'm gonna go ahead and invite lauren to speak as well this is so cool there's so oh wait i just invited you as a speaker that's okay that works too um this is like really great by the way so feel free at all to you know to to unmute yep. and say hello there we go hi hi how's it hi, going I'm
2: pretty good pretty good i did want to drop in a little bit about uh, the stand-up stuff yeah um I, i've done open mic night and I, I, I was pretty good uh but i've talked i've talked to a lot of comedians and uh there's a, 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 devotion to that type of lifestyle and that energy. And it's, it's a focus I'm pretty much like any other occupation. I think, um, if you're going to go try to be, uh, um, you know, in that field, whatever field that may be, whether it's science or comedy or, you know, social work or, or, you know, uh, public service or whatever, um, there's a focus, uh, to be not just good at it, but to enjoy that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and that's, that's very, you know, very particular to whatever it is you're, you're interested in doing. Um, and I realized as you know, I, I went up there and, and I did the standup stuff uh, and, and I was all right. With it, and I said, you know, I probably could be good at this, but I have, I'm to focus my time on other things. Mm-hmm. So I'm never going to be as good at this as I could be. So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna focus on my other stuff, essentially. Yeah. Um, so it's I, I, just something I, I kind of wanted to point out, just in I'm, kind of in a general way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, that's that's that, I mean it's kind of like you. I mean you you tried out different things and you said you know what my focus is going to be on on something different
0: than music yeah. and stand up. <laughs> well, even that is a tricky thing. It's kind of like one's focus, right? I, I think that there's this. uh, Understanding that it should only and always be one thing. And um, sometimes, and there's, I think that that's pretty, uh, sometimes that can be really accurate. That can be really truthful because if sometimes we focus on too many things at once, our mind can only really process so many things at once, right? Or we can only become very like strong masters at one subject if you really devote a lot of your time to it because a lot of these things take our time. Um, but I think that if we, almost can break up our time and have like two things that are a focus or even three things that are a focus, uh, that can really help shape us generally, I think as a human. Um, so I think that there's two ways to kind of go about that is like that, that area of focus. It's like, well, am I going to put all my time and attention into one thing or another? And, um, you know, you might hear about like, you know, jack of all trades, but master of none. And I think that that's a very, you know, often repeated cliche, but it's very true to it, to its point as well, because like we could in, you know, in theory, of course, pursue several things and become really, really good at it. I mean, look at Brian May, astrophysicist and, you know, lead guitarist of Queen. And there's so many examples <laughs> like that. <laughs> like that. Um, shout out night. to Brian May. <laughs> um, I think he was actually the bassist, but uh, yeah. So, so that being said, I think for sure, um, that's, that's, that's a thought as well. Um, I, I'm going to actually go ahead and, and invite a few other people to join a mic, a mic the microphone. So I'm going to invite, um, I'm going to go ahead and just invite a couple people to speak. Um, but I think, yeah, I still have some more thoughts that I want to share as well. Um, but I guess one thing I will say is, um, you know, I'm obviously on here space talk, talking about space, um, because I, went to school for for astronomy. Um and I really was going to go down that that trajectory and do more research and get a PhD and then I've always loved dance and theater. I started ballet when I was 3. Um I've been dancing I've been professionally like doing, <laughs> pursuing a dance career in New York for 20 years. So like wow, I actually really? was yeah, I've, I've been I've, I've been dancing my whole life. Um and I grew up in New York, So maybe some of you didn't, didn't know that, but yeah, I was doing commercial, like, like commercials for, for dance and I was doing a lot of classes and I was, um, an under, uh, I was, I was a stand in for one of the Rockettes and like, so there's, there's been so many things that we can pursue. And the reason I was able to do that was because I took a pause on school. I, I paused my Fuck astrophysics that. dream, you know, it was like a career. I was like, I really want to wow. do this. And it wasn't easy either. Like I, you know, for when it came to trying to do both at the same time, um, I couldn't get the grades. I was withdrawing from physics. I was struggling in math. I was trying to get all these separate tutors. um, And my grades weren't good. I I mean, even going back to SATs in high school, it's like I didn't come from a background where I was able to, you know, get an SAT tutor and hit a high score. And um, I don't like it just was pretty, pretty tough. But I think a big reason was it necessarily about oh i wasn't a good student or oh i wasn't a good test taker because although like i had a like large participation in class like you know you guys i've talked to you a lot on here so i'm pretty extroverted at times like i loved participating in class and doing projects but um i think a big thing with it was the focus going back to what lauren was saying is i, I also was on, on top of loving science loving astronomy wanting to pursue that as a as an academic career um, I was t- doing dance recitals, ballet, like I-, I was loving theater. So I had this sort of split focus at the time. And I personally found it difficult to pursue school and my academics and extracurriculars. Um, I know they really encouraged that in school, like, oh, like how many clubs have you been part of in high school, you know, for college applications? Or what did you do in your community and while you're doing school? But it's it's a lot, I think, sometimes for some students to be able to do both and um, like pursue a lot of extracurriculars beyond the soccer team, the sports team, the football team, but also have A's or B's in your chemistry, physics, and math classes because oftentimes... it
1: can take so much time. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. That's what yeah. I hear. It's so time-consuming to do dance and the uh, academics too and uh, really excel at both of them. It's very... You're setting yourself up for... A really a lot of stress if nothing else
0: Uh, and for sports too people who go into you know you're taking times for practices you know just like times for rehearsals and those are hours and hours and hours so and it's very physically demanding I mean I wasn't part of any sports team but I can only imagine and I, I know people who've done this and it can be really tough at the same time how do you spend you only have so many hours in a day how do you spend five hours doing you know practice soccer practice whatever it is but still have four hours to study um, when it's the end of the day and you have to get up at 6 a.m. the next day to go to school. So it, it's, it's, quite, it's quite difficult, you know, I think, for a lot of students. Um, so that being said, uh, that, that's, that's, I think that's where I'll end my thought because there's more thoughts here, um, and then I'll just kind of invite um, someone else to speak. So I'm going to go ahead. Um, I invited Mario. I see Joshua, too. You're up there, so feel free to unmute your mic. Joshua, we could hear you.
3: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, just kind of add on a little bit and then I'll move on because I have some questions about where you're headed. Um, So uh, I I just think, you know, you brought up, you know, focusing on a number of different things at once. And I think of ADHD. Now, I take the disorder off of it and kind of, you know, think if you can really wield that into hyper-focusing on things that you're passionate about and you know or w- within your purpose that it can be really rewarding but that's really not how society treats it like it's a it is not an easy thing to necessarily for people to navigate especially without some type of mindfulness practice or really kind of tuning into some sort of type of uh, awareness practices i guess i would say um and so i i do have some questions for you though because uh, it sounds like you came from humble beginnings and not privileged so you kind of had to work your way and really you know put the work in to pursue your craft and and this is your craft now. So, I mean, going from ballet and acting and a model to astrophysics is not necessarily a normal trajectory, let's say. So Mm -hmm. what, you know, what, uh, what really just inspires you for the long term to keep on that trajectory? Is it that you want to literally go to space and you feel like that is what's going to happen for you? And then are you going to do any more research? as well. uh,
0: this is so good thank you joshua this is such a good question because i actually i don't know if anyone else out there journals or vision boards or anything but i recently just got a huge poster board and it's covered in different sharpies and um like web diagrams and venn diagrams and all these different things of kind of just putting together um my trajectory different areas of my life so like you know professionally personally etc um and, and I was just doing this this week. So this is actually was really, really nice that you just asked me about that. Um, I definitely want to pursue research again. That's something that, um, so as I mentioned earlier, I, I paused my schooling to pursue a career in, in modeling. I got scouted, uh, originally for America's Next Top Model. Uh, went for the competition, but then right when they were, you know, gave the big contract and asked to move forward, um, I turned it down. I, I didn't feel right doing a reality show. Um, I just felt personally really nervous and a little bit anxious about it. I was like, I don't know if I really, I know reality shows can kind of skew your character. And it said that in the contracts. So I was like, I don't want to deal, deal with this. So I thought, let me just see if, if I could, you know, pursue this outside of the show. And, um, and it worked and I got signed, um, in New York and, and it was all because of, I saw a Facebook ad for a open call for a show um, at, for New York fashion week. And I went to it and I got booked and at the show, there was different agents there and that's how I got first signed. And that continued a 10 year career. And I just kept thinking that astronomy is getting further and further and further away from me, but I also feel like I'm fulfilling this creative void inside me by, um, Being one small part of like a painting that the designer or the photographer is creating. So, and that's how I looked at my modeling career. I didn't see it as like, you know, it's all about me. I was this part that kind of put together this bigger art, which was either the clothing or it was the photography or the image or the landscape or whatever it was. And that's how I saw my role as a model. But um, And I loved that. I thought that that really helped me sort of tune in physically into movement, which tied a lot to my love for dance. And um I continued and it was just, it was growing and I ended up traveling to all these wonderful countries. It was a great career and, and it's still going on. It's not over. It's just like, you know, not as, as in my forefront because I was like, I really want to pursue more stuff in space again. I thought, why don't I just with everything that we have online, social media and and YouTube and, and you know having a website, I was like, maybe I could just start to create um, content kind of talking about this because there weren't too many really like content creators out there uh, that were doing this. There was a few, I think, that were really big names, uh, one of them being Everyday Astronaut, but he was more so focused on rocketry and going to launches and covering them. But there weren't that many... In like 2014 2015 that were talking about astronomy and astrophysics in space and definitely not a lot of women and i was like maybe i could just start to do this and used an ipad mini and it, it just was the first video it was just so crazy to try to record it uh it kept falling over it would stop recording in the middle of the video so it was, it was insane but um that brought me to to now building astro athens and i was like do I want this to be like a company one day? Do I want this to be something where I can make a, an agency of science communicators? Because uh, I've learned so much how to work on the back end of an agency for modeling and being friends with my bookers and agents. So I had this idea of creating like a, a science communicator agency in a way and working with different brands. Um, but I've really started, I guess, from being like maybe in the public eye from like cameras and just putting myself out there, both like modeling, acting, and, and also social media wise. I'm actually really kind of craving uh like turning inward for a few years, you know? So like obviously going back to school, like completing my degree, completing my research, doing more on that end. And um that's something that is really, really important to me and has actually led going back to mental health uh, had to has led to some like struggles of like, you know, who am I have created this name and, and I don't feel like, you know, I don't have published papers. Um, I didn't finish my degree. Like I can't consider myself an astrophysicist. And although my mentor, Charles Lou is like, but you're, you know, you're professional. You're, you know, you, you've done a lot of work. You've put in the work you've put in the research. Um, and I'm like, yes, but until I reach that, that point, uh, then I will feel really, really like ready. And I, and that's when I just made this decision. And, um, so one thing is definitely I want to go back to school doing research. I want to experience that again. Cause I, when I did it, I was so young. I was 19, I was 20, 21. Um, so three different, three different years that I had done the, done research and, um, being now you know, 30 and have done this incredible career uh, as a fashion model. I'm like, okay, now I can see it with a totally new lens with new eyes and that I'm really excited for. And I really encourage more people to try different paths like that because when I was 20, I thought this is, you know, the end of the road for me. I either like do it or I don't either pursue modeling or I don't or pursue astronomy or I don't. But things are there if you want them to be. And I was passionate enough that I thought, like, I'm going to just make this happen. And so currently doing online schooling, which I'm really excited about. Um, and then lastly, the other thing of, as far as very long-winded answers, sorry. Um, but the question regarding kind of other stuff is I really would love to do more in television, do more in communication outreach. Um, and you know, like working with children, maybe writing a children's book. Like these are things that I would love to also do. If say the research, maybe I go back and I'm like, this isn't exactly what I was hoping for. And maybe I don't want to sit behind a computer for all these hours coding, or maybe I'll love it. Um, But until I put myself there, I won't know. Uh, And so doing that is the first step. And then if I don't like it, I want to probably do a lot more of this outreach stuff, a lot more communication stuff. Now having like, you know, a full, full, Background of of you know hopefully some some published work so that is where I'm at <laughs> so so sorry though it was kind of a long answer but um, hope that answered your question Joshua uh,
3: no I mean one it wasn't long winded and it was exactly kind of what I was wondering about and yeah you know, we have talked I think or I sent you something about creating an NFT for an individual is they create the company and then you tie the NFT to a story mm-hmm. and that story. So, I mean, if you were thinking about funding yourself as an organization beyond an LLC, you know, that's maybe a way to fund it and fund some of the research things that you want to do, you know, uh, as well, and or your other projects, just throwing that out there. Um, And that's uh, a
0: really good point. Um, I'm going to pause you real quick, because I was thinking about how would you fund research, except for going through major organizations and sending over, like, a grant proposal to, say, NASA or, or other other organizations. And I thought about, I don't know if you guys know about um, Stephen Wolfram, uh, but his story is, is fascinating what he does. And uh, because he created Mathematica, that gave him the uh, the finances to now fund his own research. And now he has, like, the physics project and tons of other things uh, that, that... – give you guys a little bit sneak peek, but there may be an interview possibly coming out soon that I got to have with him. So that'll be, that'll be really exciting. I'll share it when it comes out. But um, that's, that's such a good point, Joshua. And I think if more scientists like, you know, really out there innovative minds uh, had the amount of funding that, you know, that they could, or that they, they should have, I think that we'd be at such a different place in, Like technology, society, our consciousness, our 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 idea of kind of where we're at, because you guys should definitely dive into like Wolfram's just thoughts. (laughs) He has a book called A New Science, and it is just it it really blows my mind, and I can't even begin to start to speak uh, kind of in in the way that he does. But give you a little more context, he did an interview once with another uh, individual who is sort of, I would say, on his level when it comes to programming and coding and communicating in that way. And they originally had two original uh, spoken languages that were different. So one them was English and the other individual, I don't remember what it was. But they reached a point in their conversation where they couldn't literally explain what they were trying to say via verbal language. And so they started coding it and they communicated through programming and it allowed for them to communicate in ways that our brains can communicate that are limited by our, our way of speaking. So I just thought that was super fascinating. Um, and I'll, maybe you know what I'll do when I publish this episode? I'll share the link so you guys could see exactly what I'm talking about. I just thought that was really, really cool. So it just makes you think how much more is out there that we can do and we could be speaking of that uh, is, is limited by our our current way of communicating so i know you had more to say joshua so sorry about
3: that i mean no you you are never cutting me off because everything you say kind of leads to almost a segue because you know what you're talking about there leads me to artificial intelligence and how that application to artificial intelligence could occur and exponentially accelerate our ability to leverage that and in leveraging that leverage it for good um you know, but, you know so there's going to be parameters around what is good and and how free we can allow it to be um but you know those are some things that I think that we, obviously you'll probably run into as you go down further research is how all of those You know technologies artificial intelligence have accelerated in their growth and will continue to do so quantum computing um and shared cloud computing and how we can just do research at a whole nother level now yeah (laughs) and then process at a whole nother level but then i'll just tell you for myself i come at everything from a climate perspective so Mm -hmm. i'm looking at how do we do all this advancement and regenerate a planet before we get off of it. Um, and, you know, those are parallel paths that, um, you know, I think have to be done symbiotically, if that's a yeah. good way to describe it. For sure. So that's kind of, yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm just I think that we're probably in agreement on that. So we don't need to belabor it. Um, but uh, one other thing is, have you ever tried booty yoga? Because it involves a lot of electronic dance music and I would assume I haven't. All right. So it's, it's like high intensity. Yeah. So it may be, it might be around Austin.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm sure it would be because, because one of Austin's, um, like phrases is keep Austin weird. So (laughs) it sounds a little bit weird. So I'm for sure that would be here. Um, that's super cool. I'm gonna hold off on the AI stuff for now, just because um, I think that a few more callers want to get into some maybe a little bit more on like mental health. So I'm gonna go ahead and let's see. We've got Mario and then Evelyn. So I'm going to Mario. If you wanted to unmute. Uh, hi. Hello. What's up? Hello.
4: Hi. So uh, you know, I just want to share my perspective. You know, someone who you know who is currently in a very similar position. You know taking a break, took a break from school, you know, was trying to, like, come back, you know, and had, you know, and had to, you know, leave, you know, because of health reasons. You know, I kind of, you know, one of the things I struggle with is, you know, I feel like I'm doing nothing. You know, like, you know, I'm seeing other people, you know, who, the friends that I made, you know, like, didn't didn't leave, you know, they, they you know, graduated, you know, they've done this and that, they got gotten jobs here and all that.
0: Yeah.
4: And then, so, like, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and he told me, I'm not doing nothing. I mean, like you're taking, I mean, like he told me, you know, well, if you're taking care of yourself. That's pretty significant. That's something that, and I think that's a perspective, you know, it's, you know, I'm, I'm taking care of myself. I'm doing service, you know, on myself after, you know, one of the things that I, you know, I think a lot about my time at my university, you know, went wrong. I caused it, you know, just, I was just so focused on, like, you know, getting that degree, you know, satisfying you know, the institution of science, not satisfying, yeah. you know, what is that within me that likes science and it just absolutely broke me, and broke me down. So, and I mean, and even now, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm perfect. K. I'm actually doing part-time at community college. So, and, and even then, you know, so that really, you know, compounded that feeling. And I was talking to like my friend who's like, well, you know, you're taking care of yourself, you know, and that's, that's, that's work, you know, that's, that's something yeah. important to do. So, in a way, you know, if I'm lucky enough in the position where I take a break, so you're taking. So if you take a break, then you know you are doing important stuff. You're taking care of yourself.
0: Yeah, I think that's something we might underestimate a lot. Is kind of like, well, like, are we? How are we? Like, how are we doing? Like, health wise, and like, are we doing good? Do we have clean water? Do we have a roof over our head? Or do we have food to eat? different options of food to eat are we taking yeah like you said care of yourself too like these are things that uh i think is yeah it's it's obviously you know of course we would take it for granted because we we do it every day and so like we're kind of used to it but i think if you yeah take a little bit of perspective i'm so glad your friend said that to you um because if you just kind of pause and reflect and you're like oh yeah like i'm I'm doing well. Like I'm clean and I'm washing myself. Like I think these simple, simple tasks of like servitude to yourself uh, is is, is definitely, I think, a game changer for also, yeah, maybe like our mood or when we're feeling like self-doubt. Because I felt the same way about I'm not even doing anything. What am I doing? Meanwhile, I know that in reality, like I've got several things happening that are going on at the same time. And things sometimes come in waves. And so there, you know, everything might come at once, but then there might be a little bit of a lull period. And um, it's about kind of being patient with yourself and saying like, oh, this isn't, you know, you necessarily. It's like things are coming in waves. Um, There was one more thought I had, which was when you mentioned about, uh, you know, going to school and then like getting that degree. It's like to just, you know, I forgot what the words were that you said. It was either like, you know, be part of the institution or something like that. And I thought, I was like, you know, we don't, I guess, think about it enough when we're like applying to colleges, especially fresh out of high school, because we're being interviewed by the college, but the colleges are there for us, you know, like these institutions are there for us humans, like they wouldn't exist if they didn't have students and customers. And um, I think oftentimes we think it's kind of the other way around that, like, you know, we have to sort of like be there to get, these things because that's what establishes our credentials in life. And although that's very true, you know, like I think about like a doctor, like, you know, and you're going to, you know, maybe get surgery, like you would probably feel more comfortable with someone who, you know, has lots of experience, got their, you know, credentials a long time, you know, a long time ago, and they are on top of it rather than someone maybe who's like currently in school. And um, there's definitely things where that's very applicable, but I I think that with other stuff, especially, you know, more like creative paths or more sort of open-ended where like we can do research, we can't do research, we don't have to do research or we can do this is probably a healthier approach with if we just because we take the pressure off of ourselves to say like, oh, like I don't need to necessarily go to school right now if I'm working in another way that makes me happy, that brings me that satisfaction that I'm good at. Um, So yeah, so I think, and I'm excited for your journey, Mario, because I know that, um, yeah, I I know you've shared your story before on here. So I know that it's also a relatively like unconventional path where like taking that break is is important. And I know that... um, yeah, I I hope you have a little bit more support now because at least you know that you could have like support from like my end and I'm sure everyone else on here too for, for doing your, your, you know, your degree and your career path because um, I know that that wasn't there for you the first time around. I remember you talking about that. And um, yeah, it's, it, that's another thing too is like whatever university you go to, if you feel like as if, you know, uh, like – you go there and the the professors aren't really ideal of what you were looking for or the uh, atmosphere isn't exactly what you were hoping for, then check out another university. Like we can make these things possible. We can make these things happen. It's similar to, I think also like, like living somewhere. Um, there's so many cities and countries around the world that we could live in. Uh, so maybe we should kind of just give them all a little sample try, uh, with yourself, give yourself time to try these things out. Um, because, yeah, that's, I think, yeah, that, that's a little bit of a side note, but um, just wanted to sort of sort of share that. Um, was was there anything else you wanted to, to mention to Mario?
4: Oh, uh, no, um, y- you just have a way with words, like, really. You know. <laughs>
0: really, I feel like it's so rambly. <laughs>
4: yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's good, you know, thanks. everything, like, resonates, you know, I think you know, the unconventional path, Yeah, that's how I often describe it. You know, it's very important, you know, to have support in the unconventional path because you now we, we play so much, so much worry on, like, oh. Degrees, promotions, positions, and, you know, gain them at the, like, the right time. You know, this is the way we live life. But, like, I mean, what if it just doesn't work for us? I mean, there's, like, 7 billion people on Earth, and, like, it's not going to work for everyone. So, you know, yeah. taking the, the the unconventional path. You know, and I also, you know, I, I, I also like following, following um, following you know, your path, you know. You know, because it really resonates, you know, someone that's also taking the conventional path, you know. uh Oh, and... I f- I felt like, yeah, you know, you know, like like oh, like you 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 your new show on like on Stream, like I like the the reaction you had, like when you posted on YouTube singing, like that's that's very similar to the reaction that I had because you know I, I do feel I do feel joy.
0: Oh, that's awesome to hear! Thanks, Mario. And I have some oh, um I, an artist, music artist recommendation for you and everyone else here. But if, has anyone ever heard of NACO and Medicine for the People? Um, really good uh i recommend listening to um either manifesto or budding trees i've just been on such a kick lately with uh with this music and it's such a good thing that it kind of in a way humbled me if we ever feel like you know nervous or or anxious or self-conscious i think that taking kind of like a, a like a humble view here and there or like a humble pill so what i mean by that is like You know, for so long, I was like kind of fighting this idea of like, I shouldn't be making the content I'm making because, like, you know, I like, even though I'm sharing stuff that you can just easily find online and I'm simply just another medium for people to learn about this stuff, I was like, maybe I shouldn't be doing that because, like, I don't have my PhD. I don't feel like I'm an expert. And then I thought, well, if I say, like, and I'm thinking, like, yeah, I mean, I'm not really like a a master you know, in this, but I love this stuff and I think it's important and I'm not sharing false information. I'm sharing exactly what I've checked several resources for, then it's, it's okay. It's a good thing. Like it's, it's basically just having conversation around what the subject is. And it's like, once I started sort of thinking about that and kind of removed my ego and this idea of like, you know, I'm supposed to be this person because that's what people expect. It's like, well, like you're just being you and you're just sharing, you know, your love for stuff. Um, I don't know if that necessarily makes sense, but I, I guess my my idea around it is sort of saying, well, are any of us really masters in anything? I and mean, we can be for sure like pretty expert, you know, like when you're you, you got a PhD and you're studying this one thing for years and years and years for sure. But um, I think that at the same time, there's always room to be learning more from somebody else and, that's something I love a lot about myself, uh, my mentor, Dr. Charles Liu, who I have brought on here before for an, an interview. And he's always saying that he, and his his podcast, uh, Luniverse, is actually purposely bringing on new students in the field of astronomy to interview them because he thinks that those are some of the people that you can learn the most from today are those who are just entering the field. Those who don't say they know it all. Those who are saying, I don't know everything, so I'm trying to learn more. And so it almost gives you that extra flame to have that extra push to do more research. Um, And I just love that. So a little shout out to Luniverse. um, If you guys ever want to read that, it's on Dr. Charles Liu's uh, podcast. I'll type it in the chat, actually. It's spelled Liu, L-I-U, and then Niverse. Um, So yeah, Well, I'm going to go ahead and jump to Evelyn because I know that she's been here waiting for a while. So um, let's go ahead and bring up Evelyn. But thank you, Mario. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Nicholas, for being on here um, and for, for chatting with me. Let's invite Evelyn to speak. And I think what I'll do in the meantime, I'm going to actually just clean this up a little bit, remove from speakers. Okay, Evelyn, you are up. Feel free to unmute your mic whenever you'd like.
5: Okay, can you hear me?
0: Yes. Hello. What's up?
5: Hi. <laughs> Nothing much. I just um decided to jump in when you guys were talking about mental health. Yeah. The first, the first caller up. But um, now I have like two pages worth of notes, and I don't know where to start.
0: <laughs> That's um, so great. I love it. Brilliant. So, <laughs>
5: it's just what I do. Um, so don't be sorry. Of, That's great it was Nicholas and it was just something he said that um, about his friend and that he was like um, having more struggles and stuff. Um, and that's just um, hit me a little bit because I mean, it's sort of, I have a feeling or in my own experience, it's like you almost invalidate your own suffering or your own mental health struggles. When you go into the whole, maybe somebody, somebody else struggles more. So I'm I'm like, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's something I struggled with myself. So maybe, you know, um give your own feelings and your own struggles that space and and you know acknowledge them and don't compare yourself with others in a way. That was something I wanted to say on that. And um
0: That's that's so beautifully also, said.
5: No, thank yeah. you. And I'm actually I'm on a Zoom call that I just muted <laughs> <laughs> with a bunch of friends from they're mostly in New York and all over the U.S. And it's actually my my friend. He's he's um, that guitar man from Central Park. Um, he said this to me when I was struggling last year and he wrote me this beautiful message. And one of the things he said was that a feelings, not a fact, but it's real and really to acknowledge feelings that come up as you know, they're there and not try to like avoid them, run away from them and stuff like that, but realize that they're just feelings and not facts. And wow. that has helped me so much. I, I can't even tell you. And um,
0: I'm going to write yeah. that down right now. I love that.
5: <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that's who, who I'm hanging out with. Well, I told them I was on a call and that I'm muting them, but anyway.
0: I love um, it. Can they hear us right now?
5: <laughs> no, 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 no,
0: no, no. Oh, well, <laughs> tell them we all say hi. <laughs> yeah, I
5: will. I will. And, um, Yeah. And then there's a bunch of stuff on on um, you guys talked about education and further education. I'm kind of an educ um a further education junkie, so I do like lots of different things. And um, I have a feeling that I'm I'm Swiss. I I did all my education in Switzerland. And around here, the focus is not so much on university degrees. We have an apprentice apprenticeship scheme. So like 70% of, of students age 16, they will do an apprenticeship, meaning that they work in whatever their chosen trade is for like three days a week and they go to school on two days. And, um, wow, you know, the there's not so much pressure on getting a degree because, you know, university college is not for everybody. And I love that. And it makes me kind of sad that there's, well, not sad, but I've, I've, I sort of sense kind of that pressure that you guys put on yourselves that you have to have a degree. And I like what you said about the passion. I mean, the most, the people I know that are most passionate about topics, um, they're not, they don't usually, well, sometimes they have a degree in it, but it's just the passion at that blame you mentioned for something. And I wish that people could, you know, follow their, Follow their dreams, as it were, if that's possible, or just you know, um, do something that they're really passionate about, and that that you know a flame is lit when they when they think about that, and not focus that much on degrees. Mm-hmm. I realize that it's different here, and that in in the US it might be important to get a degree for for a lot of people, but yeah, so that wow. was my thought from that. Can and, I just – I um, want to say yeah.
0: something about that before you go to the next yeah. thing uh, real quick. Yeah. I, I think that – first off, I think that's amazing. That is probably the method and the system that, uh, yeah, I think all humans should really experience like right out of high school or, or I guess sooner. This was around 16. You said that they would do an apprenticeship and doing like three times a week a job – in the field that they might want to pursue is the best way to know whether or not you want to do that. Because I think too many times students will choose a path that they end up not liking and getting a degree in something that they end up not pursuing because they're like, well, I just did it because my parents said so, or because like, there's this pressure from, you know, society and work that like, I need to do that. And they end up going down a totally different path. And it's not that it's like necessarily a bad thing because like I think it still gives them a maybe an ease of mind that they have a fallback so they can still pursue maybe a more creative path that can be like um, a little bit more risky for them like like you know financially or getting a job or getting work. But I think that um, if only more students were able to really experience like what it would be like to work in a field of their choice first, I think a lot of students would choose very differently out of high school, because also you're in high school. And like, sometimes at that age, it's tough to even know, like, what you want to do, you know, for it's a huge thing to say the rest of your life. And they tend to think this is something that, you know, will be answered once they start to do college. But then, this is why you meet a lot of students too who've changed majors several times. I was one of them, um, so I, I just want to say I love that Switzerland does this. Um, that is so cool. That <laughs> to, to I think yeah. It, it, I hope we get to adapt that more here. So yeah, I, was there
5: some? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of of that system. I I did go to a university and did get. Um, well several degrees but that's a different story because I still don't know what I want to do but anyway
0: yeah I'm I'm
5: gonna I'm gonna be 47 on Monday so I still have time I guess
0: oh happy Um, birthday um, that's exciting all right
5: and um what else was I gonna say oh gosh you can stop me anytime or mute me right but, um, um,
0: yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's it's totally up to you. Since you have notes, I'm happy to <laughs> go through whatever it was that you wrote down, too.
5: Yeah, just something that um, Joshua said about ADHD. I mean, I get that, too. And, um, like, uh, when people tell me, oh, we're all a little bit um, ADHD, I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. You know, that's, like, that kind of reaction in, in society, especially... I guess you guys are a bit further along in in terms of people understanding what it actually is Uh, around here. It's just like I get that reaction a lot. Oh, I do that, too. And I do that, too. And that's not, you know. But anyway, that was. Yeah, it's It's definitely something.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's something I think that. It very, very strongly, like affects a lot of people. It's a very real thing and and so I think for sure, dismissing it in a way of saying that, well, we all kind of have that. It's like for sure, we think all maybe struggle with attention, you know, focus like because we. Are stimulated by several things. That's part of our nature as we've evolved as humans. We have to be stimulated by things as a matter of survival. If you're not stimulated by things, you'd be attacked by a tiger because you heard the you know leaves rustling in the corner and didn't turn around to see what it was and ran away. So, so I think it's a more of an evolutionary trait, and I think that that's fine. But it does mm-hmm. get so much more. Uh, I think intense and 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 strong in in some individuals and like what you just said. So I think if we maybe treated it with a little bit more perspective, rather than sort of saying, "Oh, well, we all just you know kind of have that," we might have a bit more empathy. I think also for for each other and how yeah how how work happens too because I'm sure that affects a lot of a lot of work and um, and other stuff. So thanks for thanks for sharing that and being open about that.
5: Okay. Thank you. I have two more points, if I may. Yeah. Um, Just about the passion and the flame that you mentioned again. Um, I'm going to start my my own podcast on a (gasps) random topic. It was just a flame was lit when when a friend of mine did a a podcast on plastic. And I'm like, I know nothing about plastic. So I'm going to start a podcast on Plastic, different plastics, what is there? What can be recyclable and stuff like that? It's just gonna be my path of like finding out more and that's gonna be my podcast. I know nothing, I'm no expert in any way. So it's just like something was lit inside me and I was like, yeah, I wanna find wow. out. More. I don't know where it's going. I'm not, I don't know if it's gonna work or anything, but you know. So, so that's like, I don't know how that happened. I'd never thought about plastic before in any meaningful way. I was like, yeah, it's there. I use it. But, you know, yeah. Wow. That is so cool. Do you have,
0: when when do you um, plan to launch the podcast? Because I would love to tune in to that.
5: When I don't know, I'm waiting for my new phone to arrive because this one is sort of like a bit, um, yeah, sometimes it just dies on me, and that would not. be Oh good. no!
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> so I'm
5: hoping to launch it this weekend, but um, we'll see if it uh, because we have like a four day weekend coming up in Switzerland. So if it doesn't get here tomorrow, then it won't get here until Tuesday. So.
0: Okay. That. Well, come on here and let us know when it launches because I think that's going to be really <laughs> fun. Uh, I think it's a very interesting model to kind of have. Uh, I was going to say business model, but it's a podcast model, I guess. And so <laughs> of, of like, I don't really know. So let's look it up and let's learn together. Um, I love that a lot. One of my friends and I were actually kind of chatting around this, like kind of a similar idea for uh, video stuff. And I think that's a beautiful approach to at to things because and we all sort of like learn together um and yeah. it's definitely more fun too um so that's awesome well, what was that
5: oops sorry i just cut you off somehow but anyway um i just had a question for you about um your the research you were talking about like yeah. what there must be like different fields in astrophysics was it astrophysics mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> are there different fields and in- if, if I assume there would be, but what what field would would you be um, doing your research in? What's your interests there?
0: Yeah, well, there's definitely different areas of study. So I would probably consider it like all the same field, like the field of of astronomy. Um, and um, sorry, I'm
5: not a native speaker. I'm like no,
0: okay, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's really uh, semantics. Like it's it's no biggie. Um, okay, no, but, that's good, uh. <laughs> so I would probably call it different fields of study or even like maybe different topics. So that would be like, you know, more planetary or deep cosmology. So that was more so Dr. Charles Liu, who came on here on Space Talk a few weeks ago. He studies galaxy mergers, black holes, and active galactic nuclei. I mean, these are really far away objects and very uh, uh, fascinating, I would say as well, like super fascinating, of course, but also just like – um Yeah like real hardcore space I guess it's like my way of kind of describing that but my area i really really wanted to to like you know work for seti search for extraterrestrial intelligence like my things aliens you know like i mean you're not like to have the thought of aliens is like fascinating and want to do research in that so my first summer although i worked under dr charles Liu, he was like how about you decide what you want to do research on spend a month like you know looking up different things reading through a bunch of different like you know journals and scientific public, published publications and decide what you want to do research on and that's how I came across proplids and uh, we talked about this yesterday. They are the full na- name is protoplanetary disk, and it's basically like the early stage of a solar system. So before our solar system formed, what did that look like, and what was going on, and how did that form? And that's something called a propelid. And I just thought it was so fascinating. Honestly, I was probably really attracted to it because because its name sounded really cute. I was like protolits, and um, and they're baby stars, which was also sounded really adorable and. Um, And so I guess that was one thing. It was more so like an an emotional choice. I was like, oh, this just sounds like really great. Like, and it's the perspective of there being infant stars, you know, of like, whoa, like I could be studying like the birth, you know, the birth of something. I mean, it's crazy. So I was like, that sounds really cool. Um, And then the following two years, I was studying low mass stars under uh, Dr. Kelly Cruz and Emily Rice at the College of Staten Island and and the Hayden Planetarium in New York. And that was um, really cool. So kind of like most stars in our galaxy are these very cold, cooler stars that um, are small and dim, but they're special because since they're cooler and there's a lot of them in our galaxy, planets could be located closer to them. Just like if you have a small flame and you're trying to stay warm, you'd stand closer to it. But if you have a huge campfire, you need to be further away from it or be too hot. So that's a similar perspective of the Goldilocks zone, which is where planets would be located in order for them to be habitable. And so that being said, I I studied a little bit of, of low mass stars and that was more like, you know, so that'd be like stellar, the stellar topic or the stellar area of research in the field of astronomy. And there's tons of different Field to go into is people who do specifically radio astronomy, which is like going to the very large array in New Mexico or working with, uh, you know, detecting things in space that are transmitting radio waves. And uh, this also is used for search for extraterrestrial life, because it's understood that if a, a civilization became advanced enough to communicate, they'd probably communicate in the, you know, easiest or longest wavelength, which are radio waves. And um That's how we communicate as people, like the radio station. So that's another area of field, of field, interesting field. Um, I might personally still go down the path of possibly proplets, especially with James Webb. I really want to work with the James Webb Space Telescope, um, like put in some hours collecting data from the instruments on there, as we just talked about it yesterday. Uh, I think that'd be really interesting, Um, but I'm pretty open to it. I don't know so much about doing planetary research. I think planetary would be really interesting. Uh, It's looking at, you know, planets, uh, the name planetary, pretty straightforward. But it's it's a little more detailed than that. I brought on Kirby Runyon, who's a planetary geologist, who could definitely go more into detail about it. But that would be interesting because then you could look at exoplanets and their atmospheres and then determine if there might be life present on them. But then I thought, well, if I truly believe that the first time we'll find life beyond Earth – will actually be on one of the moons of Saturn and and Jupiter, then should I actually be working on a space mission that is going to these moons? Um, So that's also a a potential path as well. So this is kind of the beauty of the field of space is that it's so big. There's tons of different things you could do in it. So that'd be my answer.
5: Okay, thank you. That sounds, well, Fascinating. And I agree with you on the name of the, is it prop-proplets with a B or a P?
0: A P. Pro, yep. I want to type it in the chat. Proplets. Yeah. yeah.
5: That that name is really cute.
0: Isn't it? I love it. It's, especially because cause it's an it. acronym. <laughs> uh, well, Evelyn, thank you so much for coming on and, and asking you. these questions. Thank you. Yeah, thank of you course. So yeah. And let us know about that podcast when you when you launch it, please. Um, awesome. All right. So we are now just at an hour. So I'm actually going to go ahead and sign off. Um, but I had such a great, great chat with all of you guys. Thank you for coming on here. Uh, when I publish this episode, I'll make sure to attach all the links that we of things we've been talking about here because there's so many cool things to, to chat about. Um And maybe we can do another episode like this in the future. I didn't expect so many of of you all to join and say hello. So that made me very, very happy, honestly. And so, um, if any of you wanted to hop on and you didn't get to, let's, let's maybe do this again in the future sometime. Uh, this is, this has been so great. Um, alrighty. So I think today was probably, um, the last episode I had scheduled for this week. So definitely tune in next week some for some more fun conversations uh, uh we're gonna start back with our recurring series on Monday about what you can catch in the night sky. We're gonna chat a little bit about Richard Feynman, which I'm really excited about um and then we've got some more episodes of space talk coming up soon. All righty, well, as always, thank you guys so much for for joining. um I hope you get to get outside and look up at the stars, gain a little bit of perspective of our place in the universe. And as always, at Astra